0: Welcome into ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, the Braves just looked weird last night,
1: and rumors are swirling that Eleven might be vacating the A for LA. But
0: should we actually be concerned? And last but not least, and for the culture, I thought they didn't like Roger Goodell. They gave him an extension. We'll talk about all that next. Right on ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This
1: is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now.
0: want to say thank you for making ATL Day 1s your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day 1s is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, T, uh, the Braves didn't do what we told them to do last night. They lost 8-1. to And when you think about Bobby Miller and taking advantage of that, of, of that, uh, the young pup, they didn't do that. And special Strider being on the mound. Uh, he wasn't a movie. He was a short film or independent film, <laughs> whichever you want to refer to it as. And they just didn't get the job done, T. And when you think about what the the, the injuries in Cal Wright and Max Fried and You know, what the Braves have been able to do from a standpoint is jumping on teams early. They didn't do either of those things last night. Are you starting to get concerned?
1: Yeah, a a little bit. That that was troubling for me to see that lack of, of run production. Right. So, yeah, Spencer Strider, you know, he had those moments, obviously. But actually, there were a couple other things that bothered me as well, one of which was, I never, never like to see when the Braves have defensive miscues. And we were just talking about Matt Olson in yesterday's episode and having FOMO about Freddie Freeman. And we were talking about having FOMO at the plate. When you do something like that, that makes me have FOMO at first base because that's the kind of thing when you give up two unearned runs and you give them up when your team isn't scoring every little bit counts because it, you know, Jarvis, it felt like a pylon. It felt yep. like, mm-hmm. yeah, from, from the bottom of the first inning on, it just felt like everything that the Braves did, whether it was Spencer Strider giving something up to the disrespectful Hayward brother. um, and You know, it was like <laughs> another
0: former <of> Brave disrespecting <laughs> us in our own house. Putting their feet that on their couch, like, what's going on? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it was
1: a really challenging thing to watch because we rarely talk about the Braves' miscues in all three phases, and not for Spencer Strider's entire outing, but a part of his outing. And then Colin McHugh's and uh, Michael Tonkin's outing, all of those things combined, that's how you get 8-1. to one. And I don't like it, and it did trouble me. But I will say this, Mike Soroka striking out 8 in his AAA appearance, that gave me hope. That was the good part of yesterday.
0: Yeah, and 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 we and we've talked about you know Michael Soroka at at nauseum on this show as to whether or not the Braves should bring him up, and I think that when the way things are going, like I mean, I I wouldn't be too against them at least considering bring him up because when you you have the outing by Charlie Morton, you have and then Spencer Strider. And then you pray that Bryce Elder you know comes through and continues to be the consistent guy he's been ever since he was brought in to be uh, basically the third guy in the rotation right now that we know of um, you know coming into the season. So I think that's gonna be something that you know to keep an eye on but I just think overall T like this game was just weird. Like you said, you have the the, the error in the uh, um, of Matt Olson. You know, letting that ball just kind of slope through his doggone hands, and then they just called it a, a, a down slope. From, it just was all down here from there. When you're talking about Freddie Freeman have to be put on because of the pass ball. And they just opened things up, and it just got worse. And I think that when you look at things like that, you look at, you know, uh, Spencer Strider not being himself and Jason Hayward hitting a home run on a high fastball. Out of outside of strike zone, and that, <laughs> like people don't do that against special strider. And At I'm just all. like, okay, so yes. you have a combination of all these things, and you throw in the fact that our guy, you know, yes. little nephew, little nephew, Michael Harris is struggling. T the last 14 games, the dude is batting 104. Yeah. One oh four in his last fourteen. That is not who we're used to seeing him be. And they actually gave him a night off last night. Yes. So I, I I hopefully, hopefully, that will help. And Kevin Syser and Brian Snicker, you know, baseball guys never get worried. Oh, he can be batting 0-0-0. And they were like, Oh, yeah, he'll be fine. You know, he's mm-hmm. just gonna work through it and everything like that. But yeah. me, I'm not not so much. I am not a baseball guy. And I like seeing my guy Michael Harris, the NL rookie of the year, doing his thing. And I and I think that hopefully he can get things turned around and start doing what he needs to do.
1: Yeah. Because part of me feels like, Oh gosh, are we back? Almost back to a 10 day IL because I just wonder if, because he's been solid.
0: Right. 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 In the
1: outfield. So I just wonder, however, if when you talk about the outfield and what he's been able to do, but then you talk about, you know, what he's done at the plate, if combined, that's too much for, for, him and dealing with the, the back issue. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was very wise to just give him the night off. Sam Hilliard's solid. You know, he'll be fine. And then, you know, we'll just come back and, and see if maybe he can help the Braves avoid a sweep tonight. And yes. Jarvis, one good positive, one on a positive note for the Braves as well. This is not a businessman special today.
0: Yes, we <laughs> we love those. We love non businessman specials on this show. We hope you love ATL day ones as well because guess what? You know, we're going to talk about a little something. We're going to go on the couch for just a little bit, t because, like when I came across this story yesterday of Marcus Rosemary Jackson, you know, wide receiver for the Georgia Bulldogs, got arrested for reckless driving and speeding. I started to think about my upbringing, right? You know, I'm gonna go a little bit, go a little back for a second. I'm a little brother. I looked at my big brother. I looked at the. I looked at the mistakes that he made, and I said to myself, you know what? This is. The things that I don't want to do, or this is the thing that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do. And it seems like the Georgia Bulldog players aren't doing that. They haven't looked at Jalen Carter, Jamon Dumas Johnson, and uh Nylon You know, they haven't looked at those guys and said, you know what, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put myself in those situations. And it seems like what can Kirby Smart do in these particular situations?
1: I think unfortunately, what may happen for Rosemarie St. Saint- Jack. Jack Saint is he'll be the example because at some point somebody has to be the example. It seems like even, you know, like you said, with my nephews, I can think about that. Like we had to take everything from my oldest nephew for him to get it. And that also sent a a message to my youngest nephew. That's what I think it's going to take. Somebody has to be the example to say we will have a zero tolerance policy. And if you don't believe me, just look at me taking one of our key wide receivers and saying either you're suspended for a game or two, half a season, or you just in this program, period. I hate that it would come to that. Yeah. Because I hate to see a guy not have that opportunity to play ball and to get an education. But at some point, Kirby might have to, Kirby Smart may have to do that.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one, T.B. when you think about it, because that's the thing that, like, you're going to have to make an example out of somebody because that's the only way. Guys at that age, and I've been there, that's the only way they're going to understand. Uh, speaking of, how about this? You know, coming up next, we're going to have to go through what's going on with this Trey Young rumor to the Likers? We'll talk about that next. But first, got to let you know that this episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by Built Bar. Guess what, guys? You know, Tanitra and I have been doing our thing. We've been getting our, our workout on, getting our swole on, getting our lives right, getting our bodies right. And guess what? Built Bar has helped us do that. Because if you need that protein fix, that protein hit, i got to have it. I need it in my life. Oh, my God. I don't know what to do. They have 17 grams of protein right there waiting for you. They got all the flavors that you want. How about this? The churro, the peanut butter brownie, the coconut. They even got the cherry. They got all of that stuff right there waiting just for you. And now, you know how you can go to uh, you know the website built.com and, and order from there. Now, you can go in person. You can go to Walmart if you want to get the four bar box. And you know you want a little per se to put in your in your little glove apartment before you get ready to go to the gym you just grab one of those bad boys out scarf it down and go in there and get your work your swole on or or if you're like me i'm the big man i'm the big man on campus sometimes you know yeah that's what they say anyway um i'm the big man so i need a big box i need the big boy box you can go to sam's club and get that as well so if you want to go to built.com you can still do that but if you want to go in person and grab it and put your hands on it yourself go to walmart and sam's club so
1: we are not officially in free agency for the nba but the rumors are starting to fly about what could happen once free agency actually gets kicked off in the nba and the rumor mill now has trey young in the mix yet again multiple reports came out late tuesday that the lakers have had internal discussions about what a trade for Trey Young might look like. And it just really gets you to thinking on the heels of the Lakers exiting the NBA Western Conference Finals, they are already looking at how they're going to retool that rotation for 2023-2024. But what does this
0: really mean? He's really uh, my, <laughs> LA. <laughs> I mean, all it means for for me, all it means is that, hey, he's part of the LeBron's agency. He's part of that crew. And, and guess what? Kyrie Irving is part of that crew as well. And, and I think that when people, you know, think of talk about Trey Young and talk about what he brings to the table and talk about all of his issues, you know, out, that are out there, you know, as far as getting guys fired and Nick McMillan and Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd well, Pierce probably more so, deservingly so, <laughs> you know, when you, when you think about that because, you know, Trey Young wasn't the only guy that didn't like Lloyd Pierce. Nobody liked Lloyd Pierce in that locker room. So, um, and I think that when you have all these things go down and then the whole, you know, the tearing down of the organization structure uh, during the season and then bringing in a whole new structure during the season, and I think that those some of the things that kind of, Goes along with Trey Young. He's going to have to eat those. He's going to have to um, bring those right. So, I think with these rumors, all it does is confirm that Trey Young is a hell of a player. Um, he's really good. And if the King is quote unquote not getting involved, then the, the, the Lakers brass are going to try to see if they can try to get this dude. That tells you all you need to know about what Trey Young's value is to this team and to the NBA. So, I, I don't. Look at it from a standpoint of, well, you know, Trey Young is about to get go, get traded up out of here. But I do look at it from a standpoint of the Hawks need to understand who they have, and they need to figure out how to make this thing work with this dude, number 11, at the helm.
1: Yeah, and I'm okay with it either way. Like, of course, the best-case scenario would be for you to keep Trey Young and DeJounte Murray at a minimum and right. then – from the three, four and five spot. That's where it's kind of like, well, there can probably be discussion, but honestly, Mm -hmm. to me, this is just one of those rumor mill situations, at least at this point, one of those kind of like, Hey, we'll just throw darts at the board and kind of see what sticks. Because when you look at the roster for the Lakers, for example, I mean, who are they going to send like one proposal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. and you no, 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 not even close. You're not getting Ruby <laughs> Hachimura. You're not getting Austin Reeves. Nope. And what I saw, the the proposal was D'Angelo Russell, of course, on a sign and trade, Malik Beasley, Mobamba, and then picks. First of all, picks do us well. know. Picks? Picks well. Because we're <laughs> still you know, yeah, we we the Hawks still have AJ Griffin and Jalen Johnson that they're trying to get <laughs> up to speed to possibly be in a starting rotation situation, right? So yeah. To me, going out and getting draft picks in 2023 and some time four years, five years down the road, that does absolutely nothing for the Hawks to be in win now mode. This is a team that got out of the playing round and got into at least the opening round. And who knows if Boston would have done some type of collapse, maybe they could have shocked the world and, you know, ousted Boston. But the, the bottom line is they're not a team that needs to be going that far from scratch to say, oh, draft picks are fine. And again, the assets that the Lakers would give if that proposal is what is on the table miss me with that. But I do agree that you're right in that he's a valuable asset that teams are going to still look at to see, hey, could we bring him here and could he add something and bring something to the table? And I think for the Hawks, it's more of just make sure that you get something viable for him. Because the last time that someone, I don't want to say of his ilk, but maybe like right in the mix of that, who left was Al Horford. And honestly, I really don't think the Hawks got what they could have and should have gotten for Al Horford. Now, as far as Hawks fans, should you be concerned? I think it depends. I think Mm -hmm. it, it depends on whether or not they feel like building around Trey is the answer or whether or not they feel like the more viable option is to trade him away and get as many assets as you can with him still kind of being at the height of his powers versus where they find themselves now not being able to get what they could have gotten three years ago for John Collins. So should Hawks fans be concerned? Jarvis, I think it depends on what side of the fence they fall on.
0: I think they need to be, need to be concerned if there's a report that says that Trae Young wants out, like and point blank. Because regardless of how you feel about whether or not he's worth keeping or you can win a championship with him, here's why I say that. Because at the end of the day, there are some some issues that – there are some issues within this organization about keeping guys around. Because Dominique Wilkins, you know, those are some of the things that start churning in my stomach when I start to hear – Hey, the rumors or you know the rumor mill start flying, but and if but if I hear that Trey Youngs coming from out of Trey Youngs camp that he wants out, that's when I'm gonna start having a little a little PTSD because I know what it looked like once the Hawks traded away Dominique Wilkins, and that was the last time this team had a superstar. Yeah, the sixty win team—that's all well and good, but they did not have a superstar. That was a well coached team and a, a good complement of players. that all—I uh, mean, good—a um, a, a group of players that all complemented each other. So that were some of the things that you really had to kind of take a look at when they were putting that team together. But I think that the Hawks fans shouldn't be concerned at this point because, like I said, it's just a rumor, and he's a really good player, and people want really good players on their team
1: yeah and and i think the other piece there is this maybe you'll be concerned when you start hearing those rumors ramp up about what else could possibly happen for the hawks in like okay if 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 a package comes out where the Lakers are actually giving the Hawks something that's viable to me, that package that I saw, I was like, that wouldn't make me do anything if I were the Hawks. But if they start talking about, okay, all right, okay, exactly. (laughs) Like you can't have Rui,
0: like that won't
1: happen. But did you guys wanna talk about maybe Austin Reeves? Yeah, when you start hearing rumors that talk about a legit package, or, or you start hearing rumors that talk about the possibility of having found a third trade partner, That's when the Hawks fans probably need to be concerned because yeah, those, when you get into that three, trying to figure out how to make it work.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
1: That means folks are trying to figure out how to make it work. Indeed. Speaking of making it work, the Celtics actually made it work for at least one game in their series against the heat, (laughs) getting a one sixteen to 99 win in game four. That dude finally showed up again, Jason Tatum with 33 points. And I think it's 11 rebounds, seven assists couple blocks, couple steals. I mean, he actually showed up and showed out. And really, the entire team showed up because the game was actually close in the first half. But in the second half, you started to see the Celtics' threes fall even more. You started to see their lockdown defense start to really take effect and hold the heat to just 43 points in that second half, right? So I think that if you are a Celtics fan or even a ball fan, right, you appreciate the fact that they didn't just lay down and die. But on the same token, I feel like I saw more out of the Lakers loss against the Nuggets than I saw out of the Celtics win against the Heat because I don't think it really means anything unless you're going to do something that has never, ever been done in the history of the NBA, and that's come back from an O3 deficit.
0: Uh, I don't see it happening because yeah. like the, the, the Celtics have shown us who they are and they are an inconsistent talented team and that is the worst type of team that you could be you know you know we understand why the hawks lost the series to the to the Boston Celtics because they were just better than them yeah. and and at, in the moments that the Celtics needed to be better than them they were and, you know you know what i'm saying like you know and they aren't they just aren't equipped i think mentally and from a coaching standpoint to be able to pull this off because Jason Tatum has to be the guy, and he has to understand that he has to be the guy for four quarters. If LeBron James can do what he did in that game four to at least try to put, will his team to a win, Tatum needs to have that same mindset for the next three games. So, yeah, I don't see that happening. I see that, you know, this Celtics team is is going to lead to some changes, and you already know what I'm pumping, T. Like, bring Jalen Brown home. Yeah, I'm going to be selfish. I don't care. All NBA fans, you Celtics fans, I don't give a crap. I'm going to be selfish. Yes, I'm, I want the demise of the Celtics to happen. I need it to happen right now because they, these guys just aren't equipped to beat such a mentally tough and well-coached team like the Miami Heat right now.
1: Yeah, and speaking of that, Eric Spolstra said post-game, this is what you would have expected. You wouldn't expect a guy like Jason Tatum and all be an NBA team selection to just lie down and die like all four games especially after a 13 point outing in game three right but he also said that means that we just have to bring our a game and when jimmy butler says something like that as well like i'm not concerned we know what we need to do eric spolstra is a master at in-game adjustment halftime adjustments adjustments between games Yep. and Jimmy Butler as long as he's you know not hobbling because he did get knocked he took a hit he took a real yeah, big hit did, last yeah. night but if Jimmy Butler is even at 80 85% and Bam Adebayo shows up again and you get what you need from guys like Gabe Vincent when he's inserted into the lineup this series is i mean the series is still over i don't care if it goes 7 games but i just have a sneaking suspicion that the Heat are going to say, no, we don't even want to go back to Miami for game six. No, we're going to dead this in game five. So, yeah.
0: In your house. Exactly. <laughs> <that>. in <And> your house. <laughs> ha- right. We stomped
1: on you for, you know, the first two games, and we're going to just stomp on you again. Because mm-hmm. what we don't want is to have to deal with that. And I think there's motivation for someone like Jimmy Butler to get the rest that you need to prepare yourself for the Nuggets. Yes, because absolutely. they might be a little rusty in game one, but they're going to be rested. They're going to be rested and they're going to be ready for you to, you know, bring your game to Denver. So, yeah, I don't think it really matters in the general scheme of things because, like you said, the Celtics nor their coach seemingly are built to be the first team in history to come back from an 0 3 deficit. I mean, when we saw it happen at a 3 1 deficit with LeBron James and the Cavs, A, it was LeBron James and B, the Warriors literally wilted after, you know, what Draymond Green did. So, yeah, not seeing that again. But, Every day, what do you guys think? I mean, at the end of the day, we say it doesn't matter. But your opinion, your thoughts, your feedback actually counts. So don't forget to send us that feedback. Or if you guys want to weigh in on Trey Young, I mean, what are your thoughts on these rumors? Are you taking them seriously? Do you think it's just another one of those kind of stabs where everyone picks up the phone and calls to see, hey, would you be interested? Let us know your thoughts about whether or not you as Trey Young fans as Hawk fan, Hawks fans are concerned, but we also appreciate your fandom for ATL Day 1. So don't forget, when you go to YouTube, any and all comments are welcomed and appreciated. And don't forget, wherever you download your podcasts, go ahead and download ATL Day 1s as well. Because, hey, when you're driving in these streets of Atlanta, I think we would be a good listen for you
0: absolutely what else would you listen to come on now who else would you listen listen to listen to atl day ones we really appreciate the people that have already done that and if you haven't what the hell you waiting on? all right but t this is for the culture it is the intersection between sports entertainment culture sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down today is no different how about this t um roger goodell you know the, the uh the man who was brought in to whip these boys into shape hate to put it like that but that's kind of how the mindset that he came into and you know for the most part he's done that under the the guise of the uh the people that are over him the nfl owners uh jim ursay who's been very vocal about roger goodell and how he you know um how he operates and what he needs to do he said that you know they have given him an extension t roger goodell is going to be around until 2027 what you think about that
1: yeah that's very interesting but not surprising not surprising right, at all because right. okay let's face it in the nfl the owners really run things they really run things they really dictate how things go so i think it's more of you just bringing back the guy that pretty much allows you to dictate how everything <laughs> yes. goes i mean it makes sense for you guys the guy has owners. the
0: opening in his back that we can put our hand up uh, up under you know yeah, like
1: right so it's like well This isn't shocking to anybody. Why would you get rid of him? And whether you attribute it to him or not, the league just continues to grow. It continues to grow its audience. It continues to evolve with games that are expanding into Germany. And, of course, they've been in the U.K. for years. Uh, They'll go back to Mexico as well once that stadium is uh, renovated, if you will. So, yeah, I think that this is one of those where it's like not a shocker, but on the same token, I think, OK, what are you going to do differently? Because I will say the one thing that has happened in the past couple of years, you haven't had nearly as many scandals as maybe you had when we went into you know, the Neil situation, for example, with Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. And you are at the helm of the ousting of Dan Snyder, although when you walk away with that kind of money, I don't know. What that really
0: means, but you yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested. Going away gift sounds like right, me. <laughs> exactly. But for me,
1: if you're going to extend him for 2027, I'm interested in hearing what you know the state of the league addresses. Like, is it going to address issues like the lack of diversity at the head coaching ranks for these NFL teams, or the lack of ownership of people of color or women for these teams? I want to see. I'm interested to see if his platform is actually going to evolve as well.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, and I think that the structure will evolve once um, Roger Goodell sits down because Jim Ursay mentioned the fact that, you know, the possibility of bringing in a CEO and having a, 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 per, a commissioner over football operations and, and kind of, and I think that, you know, I, I kind of smell Ursay a little bit, you know, because at the end of the day, like, there's a guy that needs to be in place, or, or a lady, that needs to be in place to, you know, make sure all the football operations from, from yeah. that standpoint. And I think that there needs some be somebody that needs to worry about the business aspect of it, like yeah. what you talked about. Hey, why aren't we hiring more diverse? Why don't we have more di- – uh, why do the owners all look the same? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, what, how And how do we get more of those people of, of diverse ilk? And it's not like there aren't any out there. Like, we've seen – guys like byron allen you know try to become you know uh minority owners or majority owners or what have you or be the face of an ownership group to try to take over teams so i, I think that you know I, i'm kind of with jim irsay but at the end of the day like it's kind of hard for me to trust people with a poop ton of money that, and because they're going to hire people who going to do what they tell them to do and regardless of what the structure looked like regardless of who they have in place, or who they don't want to have in place in Roger Goodell, because you know Goodell's not well liked that much. But at the end of the day, they go, he's going to do what you tell him to do. So I, I think that you know ultimately, I feel like this is going to be something that you know to keep an eye on. But do things change? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. But but people, before we get out of here, I got a little public service announcement for you all my folks. You know, we know we love you guys. We love all of our everydayers, all the people that check us out each and every day. Really appreciate you guys. But, you know, there comes a time when you have to keep it professional because, you know, and for example, you know, I know I'm the probably about the finest dude you'll probably ever meet in your life, ladies. You know, but if you want to reach out to me. And say, hey, Jarvis, I think you look good. I want to go on a date with you. Like, hold on, player. Like, I'm married. You know what I'm saying? So I don't get down like that. You know, and even if I wasn't married, I don't get down like that. Because guess what? I don't miss business with pleasure, baby. As much as I love how you guys reach out to us, you know, I'm more than willing to respond and all that stuff. We, we keep it cool. We keep it clear around here. But, like, when you start getting into the, the weirdness, like, we don't do the weirdness on this show. So, so guys, you know, ladies, all of you people that, you know, check out the show and everything.
1: I got three words for
0: you. Just keep it, pro. That's all.
1: That's all. Yeah, because we do check when you DM us. We do respond sometimes when you tweet us. And when you place things in the comment section on YouTube, we'll read some of that feedback. So we do appreciate you and pay attention. But we Absolutely. see some of those things, like some of it you can't unsee. Don't
0: be weird. Yeah. So when you're, <laughs> right, so when you're asking <laughs>
1: us on a date or saying hey you know i haven't heard from you why aren't you you know talking to me because i i have a a life i have other obligations and i've got to make sure like it's not personal for you towards you but it is business so even when i'm dming you back and forth or or we're uh, responding to your tweets or we're responding in the comment section of youtube this is still our job no different than if you were having water cooler talk in a corporate setting And that's just dialogue at the water cooler and once it's time to go back to your job you go back it's no different for us we're communicating with you about what we do for a living and what you enjoy about what we do for a living so yeah we just ask that you please keep being everydayers but also we ask that you keep it lasting
0: absolutely and we'll end it right there and again people We thank you for making atl day one's your first listener today remember we are free and available wherever you download your podcast wherever you download your podcast make sure you leave us a five-star review really appreciate that from you in advance and if you are in every day go ahead and drop in the comment box i promise you i'll give you a like a love respond we you know all our thanks all that stuff we still rocking with you each and every day as you rock with us and last but not least if you don't do anything else for today make sure make sure make sure make sure that you share love show love most importantly make sure y'all spread love